0: All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro.
1: Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert. Here is this
0: week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. I saw a trailer for Game of Thrones. So I guess it's the last trailer. uh, Probably the last thing before, because it starts in two weeks, right? I
1: believe that. The Ringer did like an hour and a half podcast on a trailer. Just like speculative stuff? Just speculative stuff on what they saw in the trailer. You can bust a lot out of a trailer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, for example, this Joker trailer that came out
1: today. Yes. I watched that right before I came over. What do you think? I think it looks good. Yeah, it does, right? looks dark. Yep. Obviously, kind of the origin story of the Joker rather than, you know him picking off being the Joker? Well, and to say it's the origin story is what's interesting
0: because the Joker's never had an like an official canon origin story. Right. There are a few different speculations. Mm-hmm. But generally, if you're going to do the, the Joker, you have to decide whether you're going to take the road of how we got this guy or just completely leave it up in the
1: air. Yeah. Or do you think it'll be one of those things where, you know, they go through a whole story and at the end it's like, hey, chief, that story wasn't real at all. We're finding out that this guy's actually from, like, Indianapolis.
0: You mean, like, the usual
1: suspects? A little bit, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and, I mean, that's kind of what happened with The Dark Knight, right? Mm-hmm. He, he tells, he a, tells couple a couple of... tells a different... A different... How he got these star, scar stories. Right. Um, I had a wife. <laughs> I had a father. My and father he was, was he, a drinker. And a, and a fiend. And a fiend. <laughs> and a fiend. What a good addition. Yeah. And a fiend. <laughs> My father was a drinker.
1: <laughs> that was really good. Oh, I know. I'm coming together. What, uh... Uh... What do you think made him say a fiend? <laughs> because he and stuck a fiend
0: blade fiend in his mouth and cut his, his lips. Yeah, I guess, in the story. I
1: guess the Joker can't just be like, he was a bad guy. <laughs>
0: and he, he was, he was and he a was, really bad guy. He was the worst.
1: <laughs> yeah. He just, I don't want to talk about him. Dads, am I
0: right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think this is going to be good. Obviously, Joaquin Phoenix is an Papa. Amazing, he's, a, he's an amazing actor. It kind of just looks like a movie about a super sad guy who completely goes
1: off the rails. I kind of watched this and <laughs> thought, like, "Wow, is is Joaquin Phoenix really going fuck you, Heath Ledger? This is my
0: time." Looks a little bit like that. Yeah, I don't know if it's disrespectful. I think it's just a very different thing. And like Todd Phillips, is, I mean, it's the thing is right. Todd he, Phillips is behind it. He's the director. Yeah, right. Um, the thing about Heath Ledger, it's amazing, but mm. it is definitely a secondary role, and that's right. what makes it really different from this performance. Uh, and so there's a lot more background.
1: And it is eerie. It looks like it's going to be very eerie. Yeah, yeah, it does. Like you know, for a Todd Phillips production, right? People would maybe assume that eh, there'll be a little like, kind of humor there. And it's amazing no. how quickly people can pull stuff together. Like I already saw somebody
0: made a compilation of all the different times the Joker trailer references Taxi Driver.
1: Oh, just like cinematographically, whoa. cool. Uh,
0: and and big time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's crazy.
0: Now, I, I don't know that we can glean from this trailer that it's gonna be a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could have a, a suicide squad kind of stink to it. <laughs> right. it. It could. It definitely thinks it's a good movie though. It's definitely yeah. trying to ramp you up for, you know, we might have another guy get nominated. It's for... got
1: yeah, it's got all the confidence of a
0: exactly of a movie. And like the the Jimmy Durante song, smile da-da, da-da, right. da-da, da-da. and it's I don't know. I don't know what to say about it, but it's good. Yeah,
1: it's definitely intriguing. He looks creepy just as regular non Joker.
0: Well, that's Joaquin Phoenix, man. He's a creepy guy.
1: That's true. He, he looks so old and weird.
0: Well, that's the other thing is there's a moment in this trailer where he's like reaching through the bars of a gate and he puts his fingers in this little boy's mouth. And I think we're, we're to believe that that's probably boy Bruce Wayne, right?
1: Oh, yeah, maybe. But
0: Walking Phoenix is like forty-five.
1: Yeah. So how old is the Joker to
0: this Bruce
1: Wayne? Well, at one point when he gets like robbed, doesn't he yell for Batman? (laughs) I kind of thought
0: he did. Oh, I missed that. I mean, I don't think we're going to directly do Batman in this story, but it'd be silly not to, right? Rob De Niro, speaking of taxi driver, is in this, seeming to play some kind of Johnny Carson character. Well,
1: I didn't know if it was that or like a Tony Bennett
0: kind of character. Maybe, but that was the Johnny Carson curtain.
1: Oh yeah, right.
0: Which is recognizable.
1: Wow. How'd they get him in it?
0: Bob De uh, Niro.
1: I don't know. I Bob. don't know.
0: It's, it's not like Scorsese produced or anything, is it? Because wasn't there like a hot second where Scorsese wanted to make a Joker movie?
1: Not sure. I I'd believe that
0: it. I think we might have talked about it on this podcast. So interestingly, this is just the second Joker reveal of the week because Gotham is going to wrap up pretty soon and this young actor. I can't believe it's still going. Six seasons.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I I just you don't hear about
0: it. No, it's kind of got this. It's interesting It's always been something of a critical darling Like it seemed Mm -hmm. like it was just gonna fall apart I watched the first season and it just got too violent and gruesome for me, but it was well made Yeah, Uh, and it had a loyal following not unlike community like this small group of people that were crazy about the show and I guess Mm -hmm. it stayed good straight to the end and They decided to call it quits so that they would have control over how it end and they have this actor named uh, Cameron Monaghan Okay. I don't know, he might be in Shameless. Yeah, yeah. The red-haired
1: guy. He yeah. plays the Joker. He, he plays now? the
0: Joker, and they've they've shown us like what he looks like now, acid burns and all. And so wow, we got wow. two Joker reveals this week, and he's he's creepy too. He's creepy as well.
1: Oh yeah. The thing that I don't like is you know the the age old Slaney argument of it's prequel territory. I guess and so. we know where it's going.
0: Well, except but I guess so it, is
1: the Joker movie, and I'm going to be interested as hell in that and it's not one definitive story either
0: like it's just kind of we're playing around in the sandbox that is gotham city and there's we're playing pretty fast and loose with what is canon in batman because it's such an old uh property Mm -hmm. whereas like breaking bad we know specifically what happened to walter white there's one story there's one telling of Mm -hmm. what happened in that little universe yeah and so a prequel to that is maybe lower stakes although people still say that's really good too
1: any more news on the pinkman movie that's supposed to be coming out
0: I I mean, what's weird about it is like every now and then you'll see an article that's like uh, uh, Aaron Paul seems to uh, imply that the Breaking Bad movie is in fact happening. And this is like three months after I was pretty sure Vince Gilligan himself confirmed it. Like there was a script out there and he's been cast. Yeah. So like, isn't this movie definitely happening? Let's let's not put like so much hype on this thing, which might just be a TV movie.
1: Yeah. It might not be good. A TV movie would be extremely unfortunate I think
0: well they were gonna put it on Netflix well yeah that's what I heard and the other thing is like maybe they can do some kind of flashback and put Brian Cranston in there but what we heard was that the script was written to be a sequel and have Jesse be the star and Aaron Paul was good in that show seems like a nice guy but maybe he doesn't have a lot of magic without Brian Cranston because he hasn't really had any
1: other hits the guy who did the environmental assessment on my house tried to make the case that he thinks Walter White might still be alive Oh, God. He's like, you know, you saw his bloody hand come up, but like, <laughs> I was like, okay, he was like terminal with cancer right? and he got shot a bunch of times.
0: I find it physically. so interesting when people try and make, uh, and, and it's interesting also because like I have the Star Wars podcast where we just talk about fan theories all the time, but when people have fan theories as if it's a real thing yeah fan theories that they made up, right. They're like, no one's talking about this, but here's what I think well, and it's it's kind of supposing that these are real people out there and like maybe this is what happened no, anything anything <laughs> oh, that Walt's happened still out there. <laughs> <laughs> everything that happened to these people was between action and cut. They right. otherwise do not exist. No.
1: Yes. That's also true. So is he dead? Yep. He's like, <laughs> he's dead. I hear that Walt was seen somewhere around Arkansas. <laughs> people are that's crazy. Me.
0: People are crazy. People believe this stuff is that's real. True.
1: Remember when people used to say things like, I'm going home to watch Homer. Oh. Like, I <laughs> would like, it'd be like, oh, well, I'm going to go watch Sheldon. Tonight. I was going to say, I would
0: say <laughs> grandmothers say they call that show Sheldon. <laughs> yeah oh that's so funny which is weird because there's a show and, that's and more closely called me. sheldon yeah grandmothers love that show what is it about grandmothers in the big bang theory i
1: don't know i wish i knew
0: he's just such a character
1: he's <laughs> yeah. an asshole actually he's the worst yeah. kind of human <laughs> the worst kind of human <laughs> um speaking of uh, tv movies uh from a note five minutes ago uh the dirt Netflix dropped. Oh, well, we could talk about the dirt. We should, we talk, should, we should talk, talk about, about the dirt. dirt. Yeah, but also uh, Netflix just released this movie, The Highwaymen. Oh yeah, Did Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson is is it Kevin Costner with him? Kevin Costner, and it's like adjacent to Bonnie and
0: Clyde. Right. Yeah, it's the two guys that are chasing down Bonnie and Clyde. Are they real guys? Because I think there's some fact. It's and fiction about based Bonnie and Clyde. on a true story. Okay, but so is Bonnie and Clyde in
1: general, and there's right. a lot of
0: there's a lot of liberty with their legend.
1: I'm yeah. I'm sure it's more just about the two guys that chase them and they'll probably insert a lot of fan, a lot of, I, don't, I don't know. Is it like a, is it like a <laughs> Western?
0: Is it like a detective Western?
1: No, not really. It's, you know, it's it's in the 30s kind of thing. Like they're driving around in, in Oldsmobile. In that old doesn't Oldsmobile. make it, God, doesn't I can't does it make it there. not a Western though. No. I, well, is it Western style? Like it doesn't take place in the West. Okay. All right. So you what know, is it? You watched it? You liked it? I watched a little bit of the trailer. It was like you know car chases and gun scenes. Yes, yeah, I, I have
0: no interest. And, and weirdly, I had like a major bank robber phase last year. Okay, I, I wanted to consume as much of that as possible, and I just don't care at all about the highwayman. Really?
1: Yeah. Did you which which bank robbery movies did you watch? Did you watch Dog Day Afternoon?
0: No, I watched The Town, oh, great, and I watched, um, which is not a bank robbery movie, I guess, but it's a robbery movie. Well, I consider that a, bank, or is robbery is it a movie? bank robbery movie. Well, and like I watched all the Ocean's movies, which are casino robbery right. movies. Right. Um, and uh, well, what's the Spike uh, Lee one that I talk about all the time mm. that I love? Inside Man. Inside Man. I think that's like an incredibly underrated bank robbery yeah. movie.
1: People talk about that more now.
0: It's so great. Yeah. It just doesn't feel like a Spike Lee movie,
1: I guess. Dude, what's Clive Owen doing? Oh God, I don't know. What's he up to? I don't know. Maybe, Maybe he's like that. working in a theater or something. He did that. He did like Sin City working like, you mean like a Cineplex kind of thing? Yeah. Like a Badger Johnson's.
0: <laughs> he wears one of those name tags. <laughs> My name is Clive. Ask us about our scene but rewards program. But he's got the program.
1: best voice. He's like, hey, what could I do for you? Like, that's true. But he's American in Inside Man. He's American. I haven't seen Man. him in that many things. He's, he was in Sin City and he had this line that's like, I'm Janie's new boyfriend. And I'm going to kill you. (laughs) That was just so (laughs) insane.
0: He kind of joins like uh, Gerard Butler in the company of, and Eric Bana for that matter, in the company of like uh, overseas gentlemen who are very handsome and probably could have been A-list movie
1: stars, but Mm -hmm. just kind of didn't quite stick. He was in Children of Men. Yeah. And I think that was like a huge thing for him, which I've never seen. Right. But apparently it's amazing. No, I
0: don't know where, to answer your question, I don't know where he is. What's Clive doing? But I'm a fan of that movie. Um, and you were a fan of The oh, Dirt? Oh, and, and, uh, and Butch Cassidy and the Sundays Kids is the other one. i a big fan of that. Um, oh, okay. The other bank robbery. Maybe. Yeah. That's, right. that's kind of an essential. The Dirt. I watched The Dirt by myself. Having, that's good. Having no... Absolutely. My dad tried <laughs> to watch it on a
1: plane. Oh, God. <laughs> Can you imagine two minutes into The Dirt? dude. he just start it and go like, whoa, okay. I think so. He definitely didn't finish it. Is he a big uh, like Motley Crue fan? Well, he's like a Q104
0: guy. Okay, sure. And yeah. I mean, he was around during that. Yeah. So I guess you would remember some of it and like... Because they were fixtures of popular culture, right? And that book is considerable. Uh, But I have no allegiance to to Motley Crue. No. I think I read Tommy Lee's autobiography years ago, like when I was a teenager. Wow. I don't know why, because I don't love Motley Crue. No, I think the dirt is is understood to be way better than... I'm sure it is. Yeah. I'm sure it is. (laughs) Uh, and the movie was not good. I mean, it was kind of like, it was budgetarily not on like a Hallmark movie. Yeah. But some of the acting was okay. I thought Machine Gun Kelly was okay. I thought the the, the Nikki Six guy was
1: okay. It made me kind of like everyone less, except for maybe Mick Myers, who if you look at a picture of him now, he looks like he's 100 years old. Well, to be fair, he's been living with this crippling pain disorder for 30 years. Yeah. 30 years. Yeah. No, he, he looks like Snape. Really? Yes, that's the best way I could describe Bink Myers now.
0: I'm curious to see him now. I don't think I could have named the fourth member of Motley Crue before I watched that movie.
1: No. No, I I couldn't have either. No. And And I could, like, I'm okay, like, I know a decent amount about Motley Crue. Right. But you're right, I, I... He was certainly able to tell you where in it the
0: least he was the least compelling character and they kind of didn't even like belabor the story of his pain disorder. of his bone cancer or whatever whatever it is that he has that's like eating him from the inside and it seems amazingly terrible. Yeah, Um, but it had a bit of a kumbaya vibe to it, especially towards the end when they all when they get the band back together and then they march off into the sunset and they played together again for 20 years, which is just not true. These, These guys hate each other. Yeah, and it's why they don't play together now. Right. Do they hate each other now? I always got that impression from Tommy Lee that, that he and Vince Neil, who were high school chums, yeah, like
1: loathed each other. Yeah. And obviously the thing with, with Vince Neil's daughter was horrific. I was just really enjoying. Yeah, that was that was super sad. I did not know that existed. But again, real quick, <laughs> they went through yeah. it. Yeah. And the car crash, and then he's back. and he's The just,
0: car crash was good, though. That was like, it, it was, was interesting. It was necessary. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, there's lots of drugs in it. There's lots of boobs in it and that just scratches the surface yeah uh and there's stuff that they you know didn't include absolutely well i mean i, I don't know how much the where the dirt cuts off because i don't know when the book came out it came out like the 90s right yeah I, I think early 2000s even the early 2000s okay yeah. so then there could have been more
1: pam in this movie and we all yeah, wanted to see no it. no pam that's kind of a shame but i think it's she didn't sign her rights over or whatever apparently heather locklear did but
0: well, Heather Locklear needs money right now. She's having a tough go. Is days. she? She got she arrested like a bunch of times for like domestic battery and like having complete episodes. She got arrested. She's me. having a tough go. Yeah. Yikes.
1: Yeah. Locklear. The, whoever they casted as her in that movie was absolutely stunning. Well, wouldn't she have to be? <laughs> yeah.
0: It would be weird if you got somebody who was like just kind of like different looking okay. to be Heather Locklear. Yeah. And,
1: he, and Tommy Lee was like, I'm going to cheat on her.
0: But I think that's how those guys were. I it's, know it's like,
1: everyone in the movie. The way they acted was pretty insufferable. Well, you know what? I, Pete <laughs>
0: Davidson's not a good actor. I I just have a soft spot for him. I always am yeah. okay with him I and stuff. He was funny. And he kind of just played a version of himself as like a timid manager who gets kind of bagged on by these these alpha guys. Uh, but he looks at the camera because the, the whole thing they break the fourth wall yeah. and he looks at the camera and a line that kind of chilled me so I guess he delivered it well was never leave your girlfriend alone with Motley Crue because they will fuck her Yeah. and I was like I was, for a second I believed him I was yeah, like, like oh god oh, okay.
1: watch out for those Motley Crue boys thanks for the tip Jesus yeah. Christ <laughs> and I love how he's like I did learn about it years later and it really hurt yeah, I <laughs> it's like oh man That Uh, would suck.
0: It would be terrible. Yeah. They were not very good guys, which I guess they don't profess to be. No,
1: no, that's true. And I, I kind of hated how happy go lucky Tommy Lee was. I thought that was, I thought that was on actually. just, That's what everyone said, too, and it just makes me annoyed with him as a human. Like, I believe that 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 is the way he acts. I think he was just a happy idiot,
0: and I think he still is, which is just so sad because he's, like, 58.
1: Did you see, I remember I loved at the time when I was in junior high, and it was, like, Tommy Lee goes to college. Yep. It was an MTV show. I thought he was the man. Oh, I think that's why why I read the
0: book. I think I saw Tommy
1: Lee goes to college, and I was like, like, that guy's the blast. This guy's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He has two different colored chucks on his feet. That's... Was was that a thing he did?
1: Yeah. Now he looks so written off. Like at <laughs> oh the time, God. oh, he's a mess. <laughs> just everyone I was showing Jen, like they were doing the machine gun. Kelly ran into the to the trailer and came out. It's like yeah. current day, like Tommy Lee wearing a flat brim and camo pants. Like, Dudes, what's up? Right. Well, I, oh. I don't think he ever got off shit. Like I think he's still a heavy drinker. Yeah. And Like
0: I don't. So he's just beating himself up, he a la ugly. Keith Richards, but he doesn't really have the pedigree
1: of Keith Richards. No, no. Speaking of that, that's something new that happened. Mick Jagger? Mick Jagger. What's going on there? He had surgery. Yeah, man. We So we had a big Q-Jet that we were going to do oh, to the yeah. Rolling Stones, three places in the USA. And right. We had to cancel it. He's having open heart surgery and they postponed the whole tour.
0: Wait a second. Is this the thing that you had to miss the podcast for last week?
1: You gave away no, Stones no, we, tickets? That, oh. was, uh, that was to Metallica. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. But we were—that was the one we were launching the next day. Okay. And literally within two days of starting it, and our boss had the idea. Of, well, my boss, Trev, yep. had the idea of, you know what? This time around, we should probably include something like if the show gets canceled, like in the rules and regs, just because like Mick's so old. And literally two days later, <laughs> he ends wow. up having a. So you did. Well, have your the bases whole band's covered. so old. We, we yeah we I mean. I wasn't worried about it anyway. What's someone going to do? Like, no, someone has still has to win this trip. And we're like, we'll, I don't we'll put start it past, a new trip. Don't put it past radio winners, man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but
0: I, the other thing is like, it's not always the oldest guys. Like Tom Petty just up and died one day. That's the true. same with David Bowie and Prince. And so like, you do kind of have to cover your bases with these wild card fellas. And people
1: were, were starting to, I was like, man, he's definitely got some sort of an opiate addiction, just like a pain thing for being Make, on stage all the time. Yeah maybe i mean i mean just like to manage the pain once he gets off the stage and goes onto the tour bus and is like
0: right i mean i can't I, feel my hip <laughs> i know like i mean obviously that's what happened with tom petty and that kind Mm -hmm. of was surprising and all the and certainly prince and i mean
1: mick is kind of the the picture of health and that's what i think too like like he's sprinting across the stage he
0: kind of seems like an 80 year old rock star who probably goes to the gym every day and does yoga and eats only
1: veggies and like he kind of seems like he's probably in good shape yeah he's about the self-preservation kind of thing unlike unlike uh keith richards who still somehow is Completely unaffected. by Do you remember when Keith Richards
0: behavior? when Keith Richards' father died like ten years ago, and rumor went around that he smoked his father's ashes? Oh my god! Do you remember that rumor? No, I assume that was an urban myth, but it's not so crazy, really. No, but why would you do that? I just don't know. To
1: like get them into your body. That's right, just to breathe them <laughs> yeah, in. It was like. That's what he would have wanted. Loved you, Pop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Loved a good cigarette. The
0: fact that Keith Richards' father was still alive 10 years ago is also remarkable. That's what did he look like? Baffling. He must have looked like Keith Richards' son. It must
1: have been like 99. Yeah. <laughs> He's a 28-year-old.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, those boys. I don't have a soft place for 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 the Rolling Stones, really. Maybe that's not fair. I like a couple of Rolling Stones songs. Really? Lot, but I would never go to the Rolling Stones. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean,
1: I like... That's shocking. <sighs>
0: I, I mean, like, I like when the horns come in and You Can't Always Get What You Want, like at the beginning. There's, like, this little horn <laughs> melody before this.
1: there's There's, a, like, a, a whole phase of Rolling Stones where they introduce the horns. Okay. I think it's like Exile. Go to. Right. L- listen to Exile on Main Street, and you might get I have. Kind of into I know the album. Oh, do you mom, know most of the albums?
0: I know the Rolling Stones very well because oh, okay. they're essential. And my mom loved Angie, so she played Angie a lot on The House Growing Up, so that's a great song. Someone
1: told me, and I don't know if this is true, they told me that Angie was about. Mick Jagger and David Bowie sleeping together and Mick Jagger's girlfriend finding out about it. And Oh, God. That sounds like, like
0: such a made-up rumor, yeah, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Somebody, like, trying to project myth on something that was just written in, you know, in five minutes or whatever. That was just a good song. I like yeah. Ruby Tuesday. I think that's a good song. Yeah, it's not bad. But I don't really have... I don't care
1: about, like, It Black or whatever. No. No. No, I mean, some of the big singles, like... But you know, like you get get some of the the like uh, satisfaction. Like that's just a pop song. No, no, like the "Can't You Hear Me Knockins and the "Beast of Burden" is a good song. Give me
0: shelters of the world. Sure. I mean, again, like I, I I don't have a beef with the Rolling Stones. I just no, would you, never. You think they suck? I did say that to you off microphone. <laughs> yeah. They suck. Hey,
1: before we do this podcast, just remember <laughs> the Rolling Stones suck. And I was like. <gasps>
0: Don't tell anyone I said
1: Anyway, and three, two, one. (laughs) Welcome to the show show. You know how we start every show show with welcome to the show
0: show. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Do you want to talk about some entertainment news? Because there's not much.
1: Oh, sure. I didn't know you had any.
0: I have a little bit, but very, very little. Okay. So uh, they've already started their search for Alex Trebek's replacement. Oh whoa! Well, which is interesting because his contract is up in three years anyway. So they say they were already like kind of loosely looking, but now they're accelerating their search. I think maybe they weren't loosely looking, and now they have to have a reason to accelerate their search. Right. But he seems good. Like I watch that show every night. They don't seem to be lighting it any differently. He looks great. Yeah. His face is not coming out
1: like a black hood or anything.
0: (laughs) You know how when people get sick, they start to look sick. They look tired or whatever. He looks like Alex Trebek.
1: Okay. (laughs) <laughs> the the replacement is Mick Jagger. Well, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's never too
0: late to change Not careers. Not funny. Not funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: he did that bit when we, when we yeah. saw him, Mulaney. Yeah, he sure did. That's a good one. That's a very good that one. That one was good. Oh, dude, the uh, the OA, the second season of the OA. Tell was, me about I it. was texting you about it, and it made me feel kind of leftover season two. Okay. Like... What does that mean? Because I didn't watch the leftovers. Okay, so it was just so bizarre and weird. Yeah. That I was so intrigued and left so many cliffhangers. And it ended on. This might be kind of a spoiler. It ended on such a meta note. Oh. That I was like, whoa, what did they What did they just say? Really? Yeah. Okay. It just really really drew me in i don't think i knew you so watched the one. first full season of the away yeah yeah this was we were talking about this it was like the first original one after stranger things right and we thought and i thought yeah, we'll just go with the whole thing and we watched it and it was weird it went a whole bunch of different ways and ended a certain way <laughs> that right. was kind of a cliffhanger
0: does she develop some characteristics Britt marling does she start to have a personality because when i watched the first episode or two i think she was just kind of this like scared wide-eyed person who didn't really live in the real world looking around at stuff
1: yes oh she definitely develops a a personality is that what happens she goes missing and then she comes back home she goes missing because she's held captive okay and then she comes back home all right and jason isaacs kind of plays the villain that holds right. her captive lucius malfoy yeah with like he holds her and like five other people captive that have had near death experiences cuz he's studying near death experiences okay and wants to know like the the kind of uh interdimensional aspects does she have powers um not really not like in an eleven sense no no not like that at all okay um anyways there's a lot to unpack do you recommend <laughs> I do recommend, yeah. Okay. And it was funny when when I brought it up. Oh, man, the, the OA's out, like the second season of the OA. There was like seven people around the office that are like, oh, yeah, I watched that too. Yeah. Yeah, oh, the second season's
0: out, great. was well, like two years it. ago. Yeah. I, I didn't know that they were doing another one. I kind of just figured nobody watched it, it.
1: It dropped out of nowhere. Yep. And all of the articles are, are pretty good. They're like, okay, let's let's unpack what just happened in season two. and. Here's a million things we're confused about, but I kind of think it about. it had the
0: benefit of being so early in the Netflix original series, definitely canon that more people watched it because there weren't so many options. Now, if a show like that came out with those people in it, it would have a it would have less of a fighting chance, I think. That's right. Yeah, it's not just
1: about quality either. Mm-hmm. We're waiting for like the second season of Dark. Oh yeah, is that coming out? I don't know. I mean, but... I don't know. That was even more niche, and that that was also super weird, and we also really like that. It
0: wasn't in English. No. So you might be hard pushed to find people actually advertising that it's coming back. You might have to go looking for it. You're right.
1: No, I think it'll ne- I think Netflix will know. Okay. Well,
0: Netflix will definitely know, yeah. but you might have to like do a search or something. Mm-hmm. So Afterlife with Ricky Gervais, did you watch any more of that? No, I didn't. I've watched did you finish it four of six of them. Okay. But this was weeks ago. Like this is how long it's taken right. me to get through these. We didn't watch any for two weeks, then we watched one more. it was brutally depressing it's so no way the whole way through and it kind of doesn't evolve much like or you're not going to watch it i guess no i'm fine so in like episode two because he figures he's going to just kill himself eventually anyway he can just do anything he decides to try heroin okay and so he gets this like heroin addict who hangs around his neighborhood to come over with some heroin okay and he does heroin with this guy Mm -hmm. and then the heroin guy robs him and then he comes back. The next episode, he co- the guy comes back and they do heroin again. And so it's just kind of this like subtle plot that R- Ricky Gervais is like, does heroin also now. Doing heroin. But it's not on, un- it doesn't really destroy his life. It's like smoking weed. And it just seems to me like whoever wrote this has no idea what drugs <laughs> are. Yeah. But then the heroin guy kills himself. Because oh, no. Ricky Gervais is like, I forget exactly why, but Ricky Gervais, oh, he gives him money. He's like, I wish I could just die. If I, if I had enough money, I would just buy all the drugs I could and kill myself. And Rich Trevice gives some money to kill himself. And so that's, they were like, I gotta watch something else. Jesus. But it got renewed for a second season. There's a second season? So we gotta go through more of this? Am I to believe that if I watch two more episodes of this, he won't have like
1: become happy or rediscover the value of life? That's the saddest thing about knowing there's a second season.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs)
1: <laughs> you're like is the second season going to be him happy or is he gonna be like a
0: grief counselor or something right there it's, you go and still be kind of a yeah but that's a different show <laughs> give me a different show mm-hmm. take me out of this world he's so sad yeah i watched all of shrill shrill
1: oh did you yeah what did you think of that it's okay out of a 10 what do you give it
0: seven that's an 7. S. 7.5. Oh, it's an S. I liked it. Like I said, we watched all six. It's easy to watch six. <laughs> Why do you um, keep shutting the door like someone's no, my, walking in? My, uh my chair keeps drifting oh, back. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, uh, So it was okay. I thought her acting was really good. Okay. Sometimes I thought the writing was a little bit
1: cliche. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I do kind of think it was just trying to be a girl's. Yeah. Yeah. Was I mentioning how I was a big fan of the soundtrack? Uh, no. Like, that was one thing about the show that I really liked. Yeah. I, I liked all the kind of alty- is it in
0: recognizable there.
1: music though? Um, some of it, yeah. some of it not. But I was that made me wonder. I guess well, you are gonna this
0: do like a Portland show. You should have some good music. Yeah, out. true. Have some cool music. Mm-hmm. Something else got renewed. What is it? Oh, the Umbrella Academy. which Yes, you liked.
1: I knew that. We finished
0: it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Does that have legs? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it does. Good. It's got legs. I I didn't think I was gonna like it as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was good. Good watch. Great. Yeah. Toy Story Four. Uh, Don Rickles,
0: still going to play Mr. Potato Head. Right, they just had enough takes to
1: insert lines. I guess,
0: I mean, I guess the character's not going to be in it that much. Right. But he's been dead for two
1: years this week. Right. And
0: so they're still able to put him in this movie. It's
1: just going to be random lines like, what do you know you can't do that? (laughs) Right, exactly. Just some like little snippy, critical gripe. Sure. Out of of the late, great Don Rickles. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they could probably even take like bits of lines he said and maybe form it into it would be really sad if it's like they're overt though you (laughs) idiot
0: (laughs) they have to like mash a bunch of lines together yeah so the only other thing i had that's kind of interesting is do you remember after the oscars not that i really want to talk about the oscars more (laughs) but after the oscars steven spielberg kind of led a crusade against streaming services being eligible for major motion picture awards. No, I didn't know that happened. So Steven Spielberg and then like a bunch of other guys, Scorsese, Tarantino, all these like film on the big screen guys Mm -hmm. were like... Guys that are making money off releasing big movies. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Did not like that Roma almost won Best Picture. Whoa. I think they felt threatened by that. Yeah. And so their argument is if it's not a theatrical thing, it's on Netflix. You watch Netflix on your TV. It's a TV movie. It's not eligible for the Oscars. But the definition of a film says nothing about theaters. That's true. It's a movie that's of true. a certain length that follows a certain formula yeah. narratively.
1: It's not celebrating
0: movies that you see in movie theaters. Right. Yeah. It just seems very tone deaf and very out of touch. It just sounds like an old white guy yelling about how things are changing. Mm-hmm. And so that's very obnoxious. But for a short time, it seemed like, well, maybe Netflix is not going to have a clear shot at winning Best Picture next year or the year after or Amazon prime or Hulu or whoever yeah. else it might be. And then the friggin department of justice called <laughs> Steps up. In. Yeah. Called up the Academy of uh, motion picture arts and sciences. And they were like, if you make a big thing out of this and you try and ban streaming services from the Academy awards, that would fall under artistic suppression. Oh, and nice. it would be a major legal issue for you. Seriously. Seriously. You might want to go away. Nothing like artists suppressing art. I, well, exactly. <laughs> it's just like a smaller budget things. Yeah. There's lots of indie movies that get made on Netflix, most of which will never qualify. But if you made a good movie with a camera and a script. Totally. Why can't it be up there? Right. And
1: let fate decide whether or not it deserves. Especially if it can't get made these other places and then you make it on Netflix and it takes off. Yeah. Like all the power to you. Yeah. Also, what does Steven
0: Spielberg care about the Academy Awards? Uh, you have a yes. billion dollars and three Academy Awards already.
1: Go away and make movies that, or retire. That's an even that's an even bigger point. Yeah. Like why are we why are we listening to it's it's a real old man yells at cloud situation? Absolutely. Because they have all of those people are so successful. Yeah. And are yeah threatened by Netflix when they could do stuff on Netflix. What's stopping you from doing it? Well,
0: and Spielberg. Is now
1: perhaps one
0: of the most successful
1: film directors of all
0: time because he saw how film was changing, right. used new technology to exploit that, yeah, and changed the face of film mm-hmm. based on the current era in which he was an artist, right. In his prime, yeah. So if he's going to suppress other people for doing the same with streaming services, he's a hypocrite, yeah, and he's jealous.
1: All of the I, the person I would like to listen to the most on it because it, it seems like you could talk some sense into Steven Spielberg. But the person who would be the most... Quentin? Yeah, he would be so insane about it. Yeah. Like, I just want to hear his case for he's it. He's so obnoxious about like... Anything. uh
0: Like... Um, and I love Quentin th- Darnie, The like. fidelity of like actual film. Like he doesn't yeah. even shoot digital, right?
1: No. Which is so
0: obnoxious. Yeah,
1: he uh, he w- had a big issue with Benedict Cumberbatch being in the Star Trek movie. I remember hearing that on a Nerdist. Because of CGI? No, he just doesn't like... He's like, I, I don't know why they cast... Benedict Cumberbund, or or whatever. All right, like why did they do- <laughs> bring that guy in there? Are you I was, doing it quintet? There's something yeah. in there. Yeah, there, he, he always does that. All right, okay. You you with me? He's kind of like David Lee. <laughs> yeah, Ralph, man. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, well, what's that's such a weird hot take to not like Benedict Cumberbatch, who everybody likes and agrees
1: is a good actor. I know. I think it. I feel like he senses a pretension or something around him. I'm like, dude, you work with fucking. Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio. That's right. Like, Like pod
0: calling the kettle black. He's Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. He has a whole genre of film. And he's like (laughs) Benedict Cumberbund or whatever.
0: And he's younger than certain film directors who are keeping up with the times. And, like, obviously, Quentin Tarantino is, like, a genius. And to put it in Bill Simmons terms, he belongs on the Mount Rushmore of film directors. Yeah, I think so. But he's in rarefied air. And most people who worked in video stores... And want to be filmmakers just have to use what they can use. Yeah. And, you know, if you and I got together a Kickstarter campaign because we had a cool idea for a movie Mm -hmm. and we raised 10 grand and we wanted to make a super low budget movie in downtown Halifax, we would probably put it on YouTube. Yeah, totally. And then we'd take it to festivals and we would hope it would be eligible to win awards at those festivals in spite of the fact that it was streaming.
1: Is that the next chapter of the show show? That's right.
0: (laughs) The show show documentary. The show
1: show movie.
0: (laughs) The movie movie. (laughs) The show show movie
1: movie. (laughs) Oh, uh, it's a bright future and <laughs> god i'm excited i'm starting to write it
0: i saw you light up as i was giving that yeah i was just thinking about it
1: like oh man that'd be so fun
0: uh, we have all of the the resources of our, our disposal. origin story isn't the internet beautiful yep that's all i got for for
1: news chapter one <laughs> hey <laughs> you mean scene one <laughs> scene one sorry <laughs> hey slaney i hear you're living in kentville well, there's an afternoon drive job that just, or a weekend job, or an evening job. Was evening? It was evening's job. It was evenings. Yeah, an evening's job that just opened up, and I hear you have an extra room, and I was like, oh, da, 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 dun, da, <laughs> da, da, da. and then there's just like background music that, that kicks in.
0: Wait a second, and you might be right about this, but did I call you and ask if I could live with you, or did you call me and say, hey, I've got a room?
1: Mmm, tough question.
0: I never would have called you blindly. If I did that, it must have been because I heard through the grapevine that you were. Oh open yeah, I to think
1: it. I think I put it out there to
0: maybe you, maybe you told Curtis and Curtis was like, you should call Slaney
1: Yeah, yeah, he could have said that, or I was like, yeah, give him my number or whatever, and you texted right. or called. I, I forget. I don't know. But here In we any are. case, here we are. I might have texted you, and, and then we and funny. then we won an Oscar, and then <laughs> no thanks to Steven Spielberg. That was our Matt Damon Ben Affleck moment. <laughs>
0: Who's who here?
1: Uh, you would be Matt
0: Damon. You don't get to be like default Matt Damon because you're Matt?
1: No, no. I don't think so. I think you get to, I, I'll take the uh, insulting Ben Affleck role.
0: It's not insulting though. Ben Affleck is I know. such he's, a great he, artist. He's,
1: he's such a, he is a great. Artist. Yeah. Great. Right. Um, did you watch Triple Frontier, which is an action movie? No. Oh, we watched that. Is it terrible? It was, it should have been terrible. No, I was gonna say it, it. It had the every chance to be really good, okay. But it fell into regular kind of like Tro- C and- movie action. Yeah, it's like we're the trained professionals. Like we were the guys in Iraq who did this uh, thing. And it's like one more job. It is we're, one more job. It's one more job. No,
0: it's a one more yeah. job. <laughs> it's, yeah.
1: One uh, final job and you're getting the boys able, back together. That's, it, it, I think that line oh, was used. Uh geez. And it was like, does man, each one of them have their own? You can't even afford to put your daughter through university. Oh, like Jesus. one more job and we're going to be able does to do this. Each
0: one of them have their own specialty. Uh um, Like one guy's good at boosting cars. One guy's good at picking locks. One guy's good at hacking.
1: Not quite now. Like, you know what I mean? One though. guy. Yeah. Well, one guy's. Yeah. The pilot. Another guy is like an MMA fighter. Sure. But he doesn't. He doesn't translate that at all into that which i thought was refreshing he wasn't trying to like (laughs) hand-to-hand combat anyone okay they were all just shooting people (laughs) why is it called triple frontier you know what i think it's because there are like three elements to the movie so they they that's all the whole thing the whole thing is they are trying to rob this mansion right and the mansion is the safe they like punch into the wall and it's a drug dealer Oscar With money Isaac. in the walls. Yeah. Oh, so they're oh, literally God. filling bags. It was originally supposed to be like, Hey, we're going to put this guy behind bars. Uh, Oscar Isaac is on this like law contract. We need to put this drug dealer behind bars. I want you guys to come down. We're going to like end up getting a bunch of money. Okay. And then he, they get down there and he's like, or we can do it outside the law and basically <laughs> just go in, make sure that guy dies. And keep all the money for ourselves Would he
0: say outside the law or would he say like we can do this off the books
1: Yeah it was something like that It was (laughs) something a little more subtle But they're all like ah fuck (laughs) That's not what we signed up for man And it's funny Oscar Isaac keeps bringing up Like he's like I mean you guys can all go back And I can keep doing this I got no knees left He keeps talking about how he doesn't have any (laughs) knees left (laughs) Like he brings it up a couple times Obviously matters you need knees to get a job done I thought that was really funny um and who else is there so there's oscar isaac charlie hunnam the dude from four brothers which is kind of a similar movie in that regard right uh and ben affleck yeah there's four of them is there uh, so so the first frontier is is sorry uh brazil where they do this heist then they like fly into the andes because they're like supposed to Get over the Andes, but they've got so much cash in a bag below the helicopter right. that it's literally weighing them down. They're like, "You're cash. gonna make it?" And it's like, "Well, we gotta let some of it go." And this they're like, "We can't paper? let any of it go." And it's it's so much cash, like it's it is a huge <laughs> net, right? Like hanging thirty of feet of paper down, money, of paper money. But there's like like two hundred million dollars kind of thing. Nice. So they have to let some of the money go and they're like where's the money and then they've got all these like duffel bags. So so it doesn't make it over they have to like crash land the helicopter in this small village which is also a cocaine field. Right. Ben Affleck gets trigger happy, kills some people. Sure. Then the people are pissed. They start like so they they go up the mountains. They're they're trying to get to the ocean where they have a boat that's going to deliver them to another place that's going to fly them home. Okay. But Kills some people in the Andes. Ben Affleck gets shot in the head. Oh
0: damn!
1: Yeah, which is actually like the craziest part of the movie. Does he get killed? He gets killed. Oh. Like shot, and Charlie Hunnam runs over, and he's like, "Hey, hey, man!" Hey, like not noticing like his his eyes are just staying open, he's got like a hole a hole in his head. <laughs> And, well, it uh, reminds me
0: of in Fight Club when they bring meatloaf and put him on the table. And he's yeah. like, he was shot. He was shot. And he's like, brains are he's pouring out everywhere. Really he's yeah. done for. Like, put those back in. He just <laughs> hold those
1: in. <laughs> Stitch them up. Yeah. So uh, they end up like trying to like bring his body back. And they encounter these other people that start like chasing them. Because they steal a boat from them. And I it.
0: thought of another uh, heist movie cliche. Okay. Do they, do they, and they, like specifically in like stylish uh, casino type heist movies where they're talking about their plan before they actually do the plan and they cut to a montage where you don't see anybody's faces and they're like, there's like smooth jazz playing. And it's like, first yeah. we
1: walk in the door. Senator right it. no, it didn't do that. I love when they, they do that. Yeah, it's actually kind of nice. I also <laughs> love
0: when they show
1: like what could go wrong
0: in those hypothetical. Oh, things, yeah. Because like,
1: we do that, then the cops are going to show up, right? I like when sometimes they say like they'll show a whole scene go wrong, mm. and they're like. And that's why we can't do it that way. And it'll just cut back to the room, and it was just them talking about it all along. Uh, but see, it gave that, like a good little action scene. Still
0: a lot of a lot of life in heist movies, I think.
1: But the funny thing is, and this is a huge spoiler alert for Triple Frontier. Like I've basically already ruined the plot. But, that's fine. But they all get back. I don't anticipate you watching it. No, Ben Affleck doesn't get back. Ben Affleck does not get back. So they all get back, and Ben Affleck's got a daughter, mm-hmm. and they get back, and they had two hundred million dollars. But by the time they come back and all the offshore accounts, all that stuff is settled, everyone's got $5 million and they all give the $5 million to the girl. None of them take anything. Oh my God. And it's a whole like them sitting around the table, like putting the pens down, being like, I'm not signing it. Give it to her. Like, I'm not signing it either. And then they all like walk outside. Honor Among Thieves. And that's the end. That's a good ending. Yeah.
0: I think that the writers knew that's a bullshit ending, and they were like, "We have no other option."
1: I think the writers knew it was a bullshit movie. Yeah. They're like, "Whatever, it'll sell on Netflix." Why should we
0: try and make it good? We should just give somebody a shoot 'em up heist.
1: Movie. It was kind of confounding that they put it that like Oscar Isaacs and Oscar Isaac, just one Isaac. Okay, I think Oscar Isaac and uh, Ben Affleck agreed to this. Like Charlie Hunnam, yeah, I get that. Yeah, <laughs> but those two, they're like A list celebrities. Yeah,
0: and Oscar Isaac
1: is like a thespian. Yeah. Yeah, he's taking like very tasteful roles. Well,
0: he's literally a Juilliard trained actor. Yeah,
1: yeah, I don't doubt that. That's very interesting. And he's like, but it was cool. Like the second scene in the movie is a Metallica song blaring mm-hmm. and him flying over a, a Guatemalan city or a, a Brazilian city, like the favelas, and a helicopter, and I'm all <laughs> getting like snipers in place. And I was like, I am all in on this movie. Do you have coffee tonight? I did. Yeah, you've been like you've been shot out of
0: a cannon. It's great because I'm. Oh, you think so? Because I I didn't feel like I, I was so sure we weren't gonna excited. be able to fill the hour. Okay. And Now obviously we haven't even gone to the show, so we don't have a problem at all. Triple Frontier. <laughs> you told
1: us all of Triple Frontier. <laughs> <laughs> I literally went through the whole thing. It was kind of funny. Like it was one of those movies where you finish and you're like. Well, that was kind of shitty, but. You saved whatever. everyone an
0: hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. You did us a favor. Yeah. It
1: was a, a you know what? It was Friday night and Jenna and I wanted to watch something. You want to talk about shows? Sure. Okay. I think it's my turn to go first.
0: Sure. Okay. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll I'm gonna, allow it. I'm going to do Abby's. Okay. I, re- I realize that gives you a tougher one to recap, but I'd rather get Abby's out of the way. Right. No, that's fine. Okay. You got it. So put okay. me on the clock. This is the new NBC uh, half-hour sitcom produced by Mike Shore. Important to note, not written by him. I'm surprised <laughs> he wants his name on it at all. That's right. He owes a couple of favors to Josh Malmoth. It must be that. Who's Josh Malmoth? He's the writer. Oh, okay. Who, what's he? What, what did
1: he do? I don't know. Like, he, I actually have no idea why he owes these favors. He but wrote this. Yeah. Uh, he knows his dad. <laughs> Mike Shore knows Josh Malmoth's dad. It must dad. be one of those. Yeah, yeah, soccer dad thing. Yeah. All right. All right. O'clock. Coming on in three, two, one.
0: Abby owns a bar she runs a bar in the backyard of the house that she rents Uh, it seems like a pretty casual ongoing thing Uh, her landlord comes over and she's like you're not my landlord my landlord's an old lady he's like that was my aunt she died now I own the house you have to shut down this illegal bar you're operating and so the rest of the episode she's touring him around trying to convince him why this is a wholesome place that he can be a part of and eventually they strike up a deal where uh, there's insurance and he agrees to let her continue running this illegal bar, which is preposterous.
1: Yes. Not before explaining like, well, you know, I've had a tough year. So, uh, you know, my marriage is falling oh apart. My God. And this is happening. He's and,
0: such a type with his little phone buckle belt thing. Yeah. And, his, and his chinos.
1: I could not see it working. Like I could not see this show going well. I
0: don't know why I thought it was going to be okay.
1: I think we we both saw Mike Schur. Yeah. That was the only saving grace for me. That's was, the point, you know, obviously. Maybe there's going to be a Mike Schur show.
0: It just really felt like such a network sitcom. And also the the premise is insane.
1: Yes. And it's filmed outside. It's the
0: first network sitcom ever to be filmed outside. Yeah. And so it says at the beginning, in kind of like a charming, novel way, abby's is filmed before a live studio audience you don't get to hear that very often anymore right. so i find that charming but it's also their way of being like by the way it's hard to film a show outside and occasionally they would do aerial shots and you can see the set like, yeah if they're not even really hiding the fact that <laughs> right. it's a tv set yeah but i also thought because it's not i mean it's not a soundstage but because it's outside and the show is outside mm-hmm. And they only did, the whole thing was a bottle episode. I don't know how much of that is going to be the case for the rest of the show. Like, is the whole thing going to be like Cheers and just the whole thing is set in a bar?
1: I think so. Even they Cheers make such went a,
0: outside the bar sometimes. They
1: make such a big deal about it being shot outside
0: at night. Right. So I think this might be the least expensive show in the history of network television. Yeah. It must cost nothing. It's just the bleachers that yeah. they put outside. Cost nothing yeah it's uh and you know that the whole season is going to lead up to she gets found out by the, the 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 fda or or the department of health or something and, and her she degenerate has to... dad shows up right of course but then <laughs> she's going to have to appeal that her bar is actually a safe and happy community place and they're going to get a license and next season they'll have a license
1: right yeah or they'll leave you on a cliffhanger just to see if you actually care if the season ends what and f- it can come back.
0: What the fuck is her problem with jazz? <laughs> yeah. And, and why was that forced into the dialogue? She's like, he likes jazz. How am I supposed to talk any yes. sense Well, he He's like, like, I don't know. Scat it. She's like, I've got this jukebox. It used to be a statue. He's like, that statue was carved by my grandfather who did it after his war buddy died. And so the joke is supposed to be, how could you throw away this, this precious thing for a jukebox? Right. And she's like, what kind of music do you like? And he immediately is like, well, jazz music.
1: Yeah, which is also... Why, why is he entertaining so, her? <laughs> Such a weird thing to say. Like, and oh, I like jazz. Like, you obviously like other music than jazz. Right,
0: but then she collapses on the... on the Like, if, if this was the eighth episode and it's already been established that Abby hates jazz for some reason, yeah, the fact that she collapses might be funny, mm-hmm. but she just collapses and we're supposed to be like...
1: <laughs> I also thought that it was uh, way too on the nose that one of the bar patrons is talking to... The new landlord saying, I know Abby's pretty gruff. And it's like, well, she didn't really seem that gruff. No, she's very, she, very pretty. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was nothing about her. She kicks a cell phone before, but that was before this even happened.
0: But it's supposed to, she's like an
1: ex-military vet, right? She did two tours. Two tours in a row. I honestly thought they were joking. It would have been so much better if they're like, "No, nah, I'm just kidding. Abby never did anything. Right. Just like, but that's supposed to we're be we're supposed like to know that she's got a, her dark, lonely past. She, yeah. I the only
0: time I laughed at all was when they go inside her house and one of her bar patrons is like, oh, that's a cool fridge magnet. And she's like, don't look don't at look my things. stuff. Don't yeah. look at my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like Natalie Morales. I liked her when she had a brief Parks and Rec stint.
1: Yeah. I didn't know that. I know her from The Grinder exclusively. The Grinder's good. The Grinder is good. Was she it's the main funny. love interest in that? Yes. She is the first Cuban lead of a network sitcom since ricky ricky Lucy. no ricky way that's crazy yeah she was really funny on comedy bang bang a couple weeks ago she seems cool i don't have
0: a problem with her no. and the guy the older guy who's friends with her dad mm-hmm. is he the guy from the middle or yeah is he he's, the janitor from scrubs
1: they're the same person
0: oh they're both okay. yeah all right <laughs> jan Itor. all right he's gotten much older since scrubs which i guess one would do yeah
1: well he's spending every night at that bar
0: he must be made of money though especially did the middle that was on for like 10 years
1: yeah and I don't think I've ever seen a full episode. Me neither. He doesn't
0: have to do this show. He's <laughs> no. made of
1: money. No, no. He just likes the craft. I mean, I guess he just shows up. He's and being like, outside, sitting s- at a stool.
0: Sit at a stool, get a paycheck. Yep. I get it. I wrote down a bunch of things. I'm
1: sorry if you're hearing that beeping. That's my monitor, by the way. That's okay. You've got your health problems. <laughs> That's a hell of a house that Abby rents. It's like a huge cave yeah. pod. <laughs> <laughs> it's a massive house with a massive backyard. Yep. And she's like, oh, no, my landlord's here. Yeah. Um, that's about all I've got, I guess. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much else there is, besides the fact that she, she's got a hierarchy at the bar, right? which I thought was funny. Like, and so why aren't the top guests, her main people, the lead cast,
0: why aren't they vetted not to just announce to anyone who walks through the door that it's a bar? It's a fucking speakeasy. Right. You're not allowed to have this bar. Yeah. You shouldn't tell everyone who walks in the door, oh, this is Abby's.
1: Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it was more like a cult.
0: Yeah, I like, guess so.
1: All right, we got our stool people over here and once the stool people hang out and don't cause enough problems, then we'll go to the, and when they the have chair a, people. When
0: they have a disagreement, they have a fact check and then yeah. they go to paper encyclopedias. They don't have cell phones at abbeys? No, there's
1: no it's a no cell phone rule. Oh, I missed that. Oh, you did? Why is a no cell phone rule? I don't know, there's 162 rules at abbeys. Oh god. <laughs> Bad show. Don't give it my ass. Nah. Don't give my S. No either. S for Abby's. I asked Jen what she thought out of 10 afterwards, and she thought it was a 2. And I was yeah. pretty in agreement on that. Yeah, it's low. 3-ish 3 yeah. three-ish maybe. It was like Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory was better in its first few
0: seasons. Yeah. yeah. Big yeah. Bang Theory was okay. It's easy to rag up Big Bang Theory because it's like the lead, mm-hmm.
1: but it, it had a moment. Yeah. Is it done yet? It's coming up. Okay. Still on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Abby's. What, Abby's. Do you, what do you say about a show like Abby's?
0: I think I think we said all there is to say. I
1: know. I feel bad. I want them to all do well because there's no big actors in this. But <laughs> at the same time, I'm just like, come on.
0: We now. Like I said, we don't have to root for a Scrubs Janitor. Right. I guess we can root for Natalie Morales, but she's already the the first Cuban since Ricky Ricardo to be on TV. Our
1: new saying is never trust Will Smith. Always trust Natalie Morales.
0: <laughs> she's the a very yeah. obscure TV star. It would be a weird Hollywood couple if she and Michael B. Jordan hooked up. Ooh. It would be so unlikely. Wouldn't he would that be
1: nice. He would have no patience for her quirk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> be like, I'm getting ready for this fight. Yep. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. that's Abby's.
0: all right see how this podcast would fall apart if you weren't full of coffee right now <laughs> well i'm just i'm I trying get, to... i got
1: nothing in me no there's i mean what again it's Abby's. All, right. all right
0: sorry listener appreciate your uh your time this week okay you're gonna recap the pilot episode of jordan peele's reboot of the twilight zone okay which should be a richer conversation uh
1: do you have your bearings i've got my bearings okay go ahead in three two one go Okay. So Samar is a uh, comedian. He's trying to make it at a comedy club called Eddie's. He's bombing every night. And eventually he sees uh, Tracy Morgan, who plays a guy named JC something. He tells him like, okay, you sure you want to do this? Because once you use this material, it becomes your life and it's theirs and whatever. Anyway, every time he starts saying someone in a premise, they disappear and he starts burning people. He loses his dog and his Nephew and eventually himself. Okay, so <laughs> I, I, the lesson seems to be that. And by the way, how weird is it to see Tracy Morgan
0: act in like? Yeah, and it was good. He did a good job. Yeah. Um, but the, I guess the idea is that the the bit he keeps trying to use is about gun regulation, and the right. idea is like such a
1: broad premise. Like, don't go political. You need to go personal. Tell a
0: story about your life, but every time you talk about someone who's real. Mm-hmm. And really, anytime you criticize somebody, you will erase that
1: person from existence, not just erase them. They will never have existed. And also it was kind of like prefaced with just know that like this will give you success. But with success comes a lot of shit that you won't like. Right. So is is that
0: a metaphor for uh, once you let your art your quality art, your true art, your authentic art, mm-hmm. uh, be taken in by the people. Once you
1: give it away, it's not yours anymore. I don't know. They they actually said that in the show, but right. I'm not sure that that's it. Right. I feel like the overall point of it was the overall moral thing was you can't just go seeking fame. Like it's almost like he should have stuck to what he did and worked harder on it. Rather than selling it, like, it's almost like he went common road, common denominator. Well, he
0: definitely took the low-hanging fruit, like, right to the point where he'd be like, so do you have a girlfriend on stage? And they would just roar with laughter. So, like, at first it was very jarring that the audience was laughing at this stuff that wasn't funny. Yeah. And then you realize that's the point.
1: Yeah. And I was I was thinking that, too. Like, he kept trying to make his original premise work. Yeah. And I I was going to ask you in the podcast, did that make you crazy that he just kept yes. coming on with... But the whole thing was he didn't want to sell out. Like, he did not want to do the thing he that he knew believed would in kill. That bit. Like, yeah. he wanted to do something that he created and thought was original.
0: Is there something more to extrapolate about his plight, his curse, and gun regulation? Like, in the fact that he talks about how... Uh, it's in the Constitution or whatever, it's in the, the Second Amendment that that uh, guns need to be regulated and yeah. his, like, obviously his comedy needs to be regulated.
1: Yeah, mate, uh, yeah, This might be kind of reaching. Yeah, I don't know if I
0: read that far. It idea. just seems like a weird thing that they like, constantly keep bringing up yeah. over and over again. A well regulated. The other thing about Tracy Morgan is it's kind of a cliche to do the it's a wonderful life thing where like a guardian angel, spooky guardian angel comes down and shows you what could be. Mm -hmm. uh, And then it makes you crazy. Yeah, But they kind of subverted it a little bit. It felt a little bit different. A little fresher. It was a weird premise.
1: I was going to say, I think that they had to, and there's almost always like a moral lesson that goes along with Twilight Zone episodes. That was something that I looked at before coming here. That's something that you're missing with Black Mirror. Although people compare Black Mirror a lot to um, the Twilight Zone. There's not necessarily always a lesson it's almost like the lesson with black Mirror is just look how much technology can fuck us up yeah and humanity is doomed right whereas with the twilight zone you get different lessons like you know it's grass isn't always greener on the other side kind of thing right or um for instance in the the one that we saw like uh the original twilight zone episode that we watched did
0: we do that for the podcast we
1: did yeah remember it was it was all about the guy who was the he was the only guy on Earth? Oh, like no. he woke up one day and there was just no one else around. But it turned out that he was a uh, an astronaut who'd been like up in space for so long. Okay, that he like kind of like woke up in a shell and like. I gotta was... tell you,
0: I very only very vaguely remember that. Really, I don't know why it's not fresher.
1: Yeah, but there anyway. I think the thing was there's just always a moral lesson with the Twilight Zone, right? And and. I think they really had to steer away from technology, especially for the first one, because otherwise they're going to get strapped with the whole... Well, that's also Black Mirror. Right. They had to show why the Twilight Zone is a different thing.
0: It's just about humanity, I guess. It's just, yeah. I, think, I, I don't know if it's all, always about people losing
1: their minds. Like He definitely
0: loses his mind. And by the way, right. I kind of saw it coming that he was going to erase himself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You see everything like as soon as the, the dog goes, you're like, I know exactly what the next hour is going to be.
0: Right. And so the final frame after he's uh, erased himself from existence, all the people he erased then come back. Mm-hmm. So like his nephew is just at the comedy club with his girlfriend. Yes. And they, he never existed and they just went out for a nice time together. Right. And they close in on the wallpaper, which has been in the background for the whole episode. Yeah. The wallpaper, which is this big audience of people. Yeah in the comedy club in the green room and Kumail uh, Samir is one of the is one of the people yeah. on the on the pe- wallpaper which makes you wonder are all, of, all them- of
1: those people did they all get tricked by Tracy Morgan right yeah
0: and why like what is it about Tracy Morgan like he kind of plays they set his character up like he's this Dave
1: Chappelle type who ran yeah. away in 2005 yeah. and why is Tracy Morgan the 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 guy like what what does he get out of this <laughs>
0: I think it's just a cool thing to be a part of.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, why does it what does what does he as the character? Oh yeah, why is
0: he fucking with people's
1: lives? Yeah. So much? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, dude, they're also comedians. Fucking give them a break. They're just trying their best. Yeah.
0: I got really excited when Jordan Peele's narration started and then they showed that him was in cool. a suit and then he came back at the end. Like, I kind of forgot that that was the point with yeah. Rod Serling was that he would actually narrate it. And so I guess he's going to turn up all the time.
1: Yeah, I was wondering if that was going to happen at all. And I, do, does... Jordan Peele, did he write any of them? No. So
0: he and uh, and Rod Serling both have writing credits on this episode, but the script and story were written Rod by... Rod Serling has? Yeah, who's been dead since 1975 oh, okay. or um, But the script and story were written by uh, Alex Rubens, who is um, a comedy guy. He did like he and Peele, and he right. did, he's a writer on Community, and Simon Kinberg, who wrote uh, The Martian and a bunch of other like pop sci-fi type things. Right. So good creators.
1: Yeah. Did you find it funny how, like, his original premises were actually, like, the dog thing was funny?
0: But the then it just thing.
1: went so downhill from there when he's talking about how the dog, like, peed yes. on his pizza. Right. I just thought Maybe that... Maybe I
0: shouldn't have yelled at my dog while he was standing, standing on my on pizza. pizza.
1: That's a good joke. I was like, this is, this is funny. But yeah. then through the rest of the episode, almost like a Bill Simmons thing, like, the whole... uh Studio 60 wasn't funny because the comedy wasn't funny. The rest of it. I don't agree with that premise, but I I know know he says that. Yeah. I I just found the rest of the episode was kind of rough to take, although maybe it wasn't supposed to be funny and you're supposed to realize like, oh, the audience is laughing at this. It took me a while to get there for
0: sure. There were definitely times where it's like, because it felt a little bit like studio audience laughter that's been boxed on say Abby's. It's like, oh, they wouldn't laugh at that. But then you realize down the road. Yeah, you're supposed to know that they're laughing at the low-hanging fruit, and he didn't try for that joke. Right. Especially later on when he's like, so does your girlfriend have a mentor who she hangs out with? And they <laughs> Everyone completely loses it laughing in yeah. laughter. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How about this? You guys have a girlfriend that's got a mentor? <laughs> I got like, something uh, you guys are going to like. Sounds oddly specific. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: he. I, I wonder about Camille Nanjiani uh, playing the role of struggling comic. Mm-hmm. Who's not at his best yet? Because he did that in the big sick. Like he played True. himself in the big sick, but yeah. like it's kind of it's kinda of, he's kinda of playing himself, yeah. right? Not as a
1: famous person. Do you think that they had to Yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was good. I thought he was like, you know, a non traditional comedian to put in the in the mix rather than like a really hokey right. You know.
0: What's the deal with I I, I remember hearing that Jordan Peel was gonna reboot to Twilight Zone. Shortly after Get Out success, mm-hmm. and I remember thinking, "Why would you do that? That's such a weird next move. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Reboots are dumb." And now, it's probably premature to say this, but now I think this is probably going to like be against itself in a bunch of Emmy categories. Yeah, because I, every story is going to be so interesting and different.
1: I think it'll be really good. This one, I think, kind of a weird one to start on. Yeah, like I don't think it's it's going to be end up being the strongest. Probably not of the which. You know, as a as a pilot, I guess, wouldn't you normally start with the something strong, hook everyone in? And I thought it was okay. Not the strongest, though. Not the strongest. I don't Yeah, think so. yeah, I guess so. So, do you think they made it CBS All Access specifically so they could swear and kind of have a little more freedom with I it? I
0: wondered about that, too, because the original Twilight Zone wasn't R-rated.
1: No, no. But, yeah, I just don't think these kind of shows can be on CBS anymore. No, no. <laughs> like, You know, it either has to be on Netflix. CBS is reserved for Survivor and the Big Bang Theory. That's right.
0: And streaming is fine. And also people don't care if their kids watch stuff with the F word in it. Yeah. They didn't then. Why would they care now? Yeah. Here's the other question. I did not, I couldn't figure this out. What was with the apostrophe? What did that mean? The apostrophe in Eddie's after his first... Uh, enactment of his new superpower where he gets rid of the dog. He comes back to the comedy club and Eddie's no longer has an apostrophe.
1: It had an apostrophe before. It was
0: Eddie's with the, it was like the comedy club belongs to Eddie. And then for the rest of the episode, it It, was just called Eddie's and and the nephew comments on that. And then later when he's really freaking out towards the end of the episode, he's really melting down. He's looking at the sign and there's like, it's written on a piece of paper, apostrophe, and it's crossed out like a no
1: smoking sign. Yeah. What no did that mean? I th-
0: okay. Did he erase apostrophes?
1: No. Here's here's what I think. Did he erase Eddie? Almost like how his comedy wasn't his anymore. No. Eddie's wasn't Eddie's. It's anymore. about it possession. Just, yeah, it was a because an apostrophe is about possession. Yeah,
0: or it's about proprietary. It's about like ownership. Right. And and uh, okay, it's yeah. about
1: selling out. Yeah, because even the kid says it. He's like, and it's not. Not, like it was Eddie's, but now it's just no, Eddie's it's Eddie's.
0: Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Okay. I, I do give this my ass. It was really, I give great. my ass too. It was great. And here's the other thing. I watched it on my laptop and yeah. I was kind of spooked.
1: I was alone. <laughs> so, this is really funny. Cause Jen was saying she heard you do a break today about how you thought the twilight zone was like kind of spooky. Yes. Meanwhile, Jen fell asleep during it. Like
0: this is a, this is a sloppy break that she heard me do.
1: Oh really? Uh, but Yes. I watched
0: The Twilight Zone and I was kind of spooked because I was home alone. Yeah, and I'm easily spooked, as we know. Sure. And then uh, I, I I took my hands off the computer mm-hmm. and my little cursor on the screen kept moving around by itself.
1: Oh my god! And then I
0: would stare at it and I would move a little more. Really? And then I would try and move it out of the way and it would be still for a long time. It was like someone was trying and to hack at my computer. Shuffling. Someone was trying to take ownership of my computer.
1: I bet if you held up a Ouija board to it, it would start giving you a message. Have you ever used a Ouija board? No, I've not. No, me neither. That scares me too much. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> or thank at least you. as a kid it did. Good lord, no thanks.
0: Although there's there's a part of me also that would like want to do it, and then I regret doing it. But there's a part of me that has like a curiosity about that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, we introduced a new segment. <laughs> Uh, but it's kind of expanded, uh, and so now I w- I think we should really encourage all listeners to send in their voice notes if they have a fan correction to
1: explain a thing.
0: So uh, again, it's a correction, I guess, of something I said. We talked about uh, the History Channel's Curse of Oak Island and have the Blanken ships. Right, one of them died, so I guess I, I misidentified
1: the uh, the Blanken ship that died. See, going too confidently, like you always got to leave yourself room for. Error. I know, you're right. Okay, so I I have a a fan correction here.
0: Because we got something wrong last time, this is Listener Explains a Thing. This is John Explains a Thing. It's Dan Blankenship that died. Dave Blankenship is his son. He's still quite alive. He would be disappointed to find out that he might be dead. (laughs) John?
1: That's my dad. Oh, no way. John Explains a Thing. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks, (laughs) (laughs) Mike. That's amazing. Papa Sweet's coming in the clutch. That's right. So I got it wrong, and I gotta own it. Dan would be uh, upset. <laughs> he would get to find, find out, out he was died. dead.
0: <laughs> so I do have a Will Smith thing. Let me see here. The problem okay. with the Will Smith news is that every week's Will Smith news now just comes out of his stupid bucket list show. Right. So every time he's doing something that's worth criticizing, I think it or, gives it more fuel. Or mocking, it does give it more fuel, but it's like. It's, it's obviously the thing to talk about Is this on
1: like Facebook Watch? Yeah, his Facebook Watch oh, show Facebook watch, The Bucket okay. List. And okay. so now
0: he's going to star in a Bollywood movie. Why don't we do The Bucket List as a, as a show show? <laughs> well, we could do that. We could. Yeah, it's too bad we've already done Fresh Prince. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Damn. That's okay. We have done Fresh Prince?
0: Yeah, we did. We did it the night of the election. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> we did The Crown and Fresh Prince.
1: Okay. Is that when we started Never Trust Will Smith?
0: No, we started Never Trust Will Smith way back. Way before Like episode that. two or three. Okay. I can't dig that far back. All right, that's fine. We can do the bucket list if you want.
1: I'm kind of interested in it.
0: He's gonna start in a Bollywood movie.
1: Okay. I feel like that's
0: <laughs> Never uh, Trust Will Smith. That's it.
1: Oh, okay. All right. I don't trust that. <laughs> what are we are we still talking about? It or are we are Go we ahead. going off on Yo, that? Yeah, we're still rolling. What what is the Bollywood movie? Uh, no wait 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 what makes him what gives him the right what
0: qualifies him to be in a bollywood to be movie? in a
1: bollywood i mean he is will smith yeah, it's a so.
0: sequel to another movie i forget what it's called but it's like something something too
1: oh my god and it's not bollywood men in black is it no Bollywood Men in black too <laughs> men in bollywood too <laughs> have you ever seen the bollywood thriller
0: no oh god i gotta show you it it's like a scary thing no not at all
1: oh it's just kind of hilarious is it meant to be scary? No. It's a thriller. <laughs> no, no. It's it's literally Michael Jackson's thriller. Oh, no. But it's done in a Bollywood <laughs> fashion. But I no, think it was actually I have done seen at the same time.
0: Yeah. All right. I'm not too up on Bollywood.
1: And I bet Will Smith isn't either. Do you
0: remember when the movie Slumdog Millionaire won Best Picture and Danny Boyle directed it? Yeah. I, I think. Danny Boyle or Ang Lee?
1: Danny Boyle, I think. Danny
0: Boyle directed it. It was like this important multicultural movie. Ang Lee did Life of Pi. Yes. And... Um, and then <laughs> <laughs> the end after the credits there was a Bollywood dance sequence yeah in they are like
1: we gotta go out this way that was a strange choice that was a strange choice too
0: but maybe we just can't understand culturally
1: Will Smith was probably behind it
0: never trust Will Smith
1: never trust Smith